Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. The world's been talking about it a lot this week. The interview with Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, and Oprah Winfrey. But did you know, like, I know Harry, he left the royal family because he didn't really believe in what their values were, right? I guess Harry wasn't the only royal that has left the family before. I guess this, it's never really been revealed in the mainstream media that, Previous members of the royal family have left on their own terms. It sounds like an episode of The Crown. It's crazy. Since the interview aired on Sunday, Prince Harry's been receiving a ton of mail from a lot of people all over the world. And one letter he got, believe it or not, was from a cousin that he never knew existed. Come on. Yeah, here's how it went. Dear Harry, I, this might come as a bit of a shock, but I'm your long-lost cousin, Kirk Jones, like you. I left the royal family at the age of six after a nightmare experience at the Buckingham Palace dinner table. Rarely could you enjoy a meal without my grandmother letting them rip. It was disgusting. But the rest of the family was too proper to confront her about the incident. Once, I spoke up and said, No more fast, I can't take it anymore. My bags were forcibly packed and I was shipped far, far away to the land down under forced into wrangling alligators like a late national hero, Steve Irwin. And hell, I even developed this accent. It may seem like you're alone right now, but stay strong, mate. When the COVIDs end, you and your family will have to stop in for a delectable sandwich of Vegemite and a petting session with my best friend, Peter the Kangaroo. Oh yeah, and a little secret too. ACDC is not worshipped here. They're basically the nickelback of Aussie land. With love, your long-lost cousin, Kek. Oh, wow. <laughs> Primetime with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1. 17 degrees and clear skies this afternoon, uh, which is perfect to unearth a couple of horse apples in oh, your backyard, nice. or should I say dog apples or road apples. I'll let you know what I did here in a second, but just to ask you, what do you do on that first day when the nice weather arrives? For me, as a dog owner, it was getting out in the backyard and cleaning up that dog poop. Oh, yeah. You were knuckled deep in wow. in the warm stuff. I got a scoop. How much does a scoop like that go? Is that like a $20 investment, one of those poop scoops? Yeah, you can get them from like any pet store. It's got like the handle and like the grip where you squeeze, and then the bottom opens like a little scoop on a tractor, and then you fill up a food basics bag and go to town. I, I, I tip my hat to you because if I was you, I'd probably be using one of these uh, services. I know we're friends with uh, the folks at Poop Fighters. I think they're out <laughs> of uh, St. Thomas who come by and scoop, you know, the excrement. So they're a company that basically just goes around and cleans up your yard for you. Yeah, exactly. There's another one here, uh, London-based one called the Neighborhood Scoop, and I was looking at some of their, uh, their their planned pricing. And for like, it's about 50 bucks a month. So they'll come by like once a week and keep oh. that going for you. If you have one dog, 56 bucks for the month, and they'll come by your yard and get it done for you. I'm all in support of local businesses, but 50 bucks, man, like that's a cube of bush light right there. <laughs> when I grew up, we, we had a dog, a Wheaton Terrier named Seamus. Who lo- Seamus. Who loved to poop. And my parents, my, my, my old man used to say to me all the time, listen, I, we're, we are not waiting until spring. <laughs> and when I say we, I mean you, because you wanted this dog, you were going to go pick that out of the snow. It was an imperfect process. There was always something come spring. But you could bet my dad sent me out there in a snowstorm to pick up fresh dog poop. Oh, you know, <laughs> you got to get out there and do it. And I was putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And you know you really got to get it done. 
when your own dogs refuse to go into the backyard <laughs> because there's no spots left to do their business. Primetime with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. There's a Canadian artist RV that could be potentially giving bands like Pink Floyd a run for their <laughs> billboard money. And take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> You remember uh, The Weeknd, who performed at the Super Bowl halftime show this past uh, February, Blair? He's from Scarborough, and he's achieved something that has never been done before. He is the first artist, and a Canadian artist, too, in history to have a song spend an entire year inside the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100, which is the chart of all charts. That's a pat on the back, and, and he should be proud about that, right? I know there's been like early comparisons, uh, The weekend uh, comparing him to that of Michael Jackson and Prince, kind of some of his style. And I can't disagree. I think the guy's talented. I think the song is great. But when you look at some of these stats, it's really startling. You consider the Billboard 200. And this is honestly where I think like classic rock has its yeah. place, as a lot of uh, tunes do from decades ago, where the Billboard 200 is kind of like that long-standing chart. It's Re- the album chart. Really, really yeah. speaks to the longevity right. of, uh, of, of an album. Dark Side of the Moon, 917 weeks on the Billboard 200. Uh, the top five, in fact, that hold these records are all classic rockers. If you want to say Bob Marley and the Whalers, their uh, best of album, 386 weeks on the Billboard 200. Journey's Greatest Hits, Metallica, and GNR. Wow. I just wonder, I just wonder, I just sometimes question whether or not like today's pop music will have the same type of longevity or if it's a little bit more disposable. That Hot 100, though. That started on August 4th, 1958, Blair. There's never been a song that's been inside the top 10 for a year until now. And lo and behold, that song by a Canadian. And that's not quite classic rock yet. (laughs) (laughs) Primetime with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 98.1. As the numbers across Ontario begin to creep back up over 1,000, as the cases of COVID-19 begin to increase here in uh, the Forest City RV, like we're well into the 20s, mm-hmm. whereas what, just a couple weeks ago, we were like we were like patting ourselves on the back for single digits. Yeah. Will there be another lockdown? I hope not. If they tell us again that we're going to have to go into lockdown, are people actually going to do it this time? Before I say what I'm going to say, I say let's be diligent, folks. Do the distancing, do the masking, and do the sanitizing. But I get the sense that the answer to that question, RV, is no. Uh, why do you say that? I think that just, and you mentioned it just before we came on here, which is the fatigue factor. Right. Everybody's put in their time and done their best. Yep. You know, for better or worse. I This is all new to everybody. Uh, and after being what we've been through for the past 12 months... And our hats go off to all the frontline workers, the nurses, the doctors, everybody down to the custodial staff and the hospitals, all that stuff. There just comes a time where people are going to say, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't mind being locked down in the winter because there's nothing really else to do in the first place. But yeah, during the spring and summer months when we've been through what we have in the last calendar year, uh, you know, mental health has been struggling. There's a lot of other factors that are coming to play. It's really tough. Like, if they were to bring in a lockdown number three, I, I'd almost be worried of how people would react to it. I love that. Lockdown three, LD3, Jeez. the sequel. Insane. A year ago, do you think we'd be having this conversation? Who would have thought that it could potentially turn into a trilogy? LD3. <laughs> Prime time.
time with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. We could be breaking a record that dates back to 1977 by this afternoon, uh, which we'll tell you about in just a sec. My wife, Laura, came in from Lucan yesterday to run a couple errands here in town, Irvy. And she noticed when she was driving down Richmond, Barney's and Steve's patio. Packed with how many people? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I would assume to whatever limit they are yeah. allowed. So she, when she says packed, she means, uh, you know, obviously to the extent that the, yeah. the orange zone and patios uh, are, are currently allowed to do so. But she kind of felt like this is a good sign. Yeah, great sign because, you know, London, Ontario, traditions are traditions, pandemic or not. When the nice weather arrives, you get out and you have a patio bevy like yesterday. Man, I was out in the backyard cleaning up dog poop. Beauty day for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect day for cleaning that up. It was, what, like 15 and sunny? I had the patio door open. The breeze was coming in. It was what, great. What, what memo did you miss where everybody else was on the patio downtown and you were in your backyard scooping the poops? It's that dad life, man. I was getting the household <laughs> chores done so I could veg out and play video games after going to bed and the wife wouldn't get mad. But, yeah, today, Blair, uh, this is crazy. Like yesterday, going to be another warm day today. We're looking at a high of 16 sun and cloud but Blair mentioned a record may fall this day in 1977 here in London the high 13.5 so they're forecasting three degrees higher than that so it looks like London could be on hand for a record breaking day three and a half yeah like 17 like Se- 17 they're saying 17 yeah 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 Woo. Like, that's huge. I might have to break out the cargo shorts and New Balance shoes today. Like, do you think they were uh, back in 1977 when it was 13 and a half degrees? Do you think they were worried about any kind of pandemic? Oh, God, I, no. I don't think so. Do you think in 1977 everybody was on uh, Seep's patio getting loaded? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that's what you call London, Ontario traditions. Prime time with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1. We could be breaking a record that dates back to 1977 by this afternoon, uh, which we'll tell you about in just a sec. My wife, Laura, came in from Lucan yesterday to run a couple errands here in town, Irvy. And she noticed when she was driving down Richmond, Barney's and Steve's patio. Packed. Packed with how many people? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I would assume to whatever limit they are yeah. allowed. So she, when she says packed, she means, uh, you know, obviously to the extent that the, yeah. the orange zone and patios uh, are, are currently allowed to do so. But she kind of felt good. like this is a good sign. Yeah, great sign because, you know, London, Ontario, traditions are traditions, pandemic or not. When the nice weather arrives, you get out and you have a patio bevy like yesterday. Man, I was out in the backyard cleaning up dog poop. Beauty day for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect day for cleaning that up. It was, what, like 15 and sunny? I had the patio door open. The breeze was coming in. It was what, great. What what memo did you miss where everybody else was on the patio downtown and you were in your backyard scooping the poops? It's that dad life, man. I was getting the household <laughs> chores done so I could veg out and play video games after going to bed and the wife wouldn't get mad. But, yeah, today, Blair, uh, this is crazy. Like yesterday, going to be another warm day today. We're looking at a high of 16 sun and cloud but Blair mentioned a record may fall this day in 1977 here in London the high 13.5 so they're forecasting three degrees higher than that so it looks like London could be on hand for a record breaking day three and a half yeah like 17 like that's Se- 17 they're saying 17 yeah 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 Woo. Like, that's huge. I might have to break out the cargo shorts and New Balance shoes today. Like, do you think they were uh, back in 1977 when it was 13 and a half degrees? Do you think they were worried about any kind of pandemic? Oh, God, no. I don't think so. Do you think in 1977 everybody was on uh, Seep's patio getting loaded? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. (laughs) That's what you call London, Ontario traditions. 
Prime time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. Patrick Mahomes, loser of the uh, most recent Super Bowl. <laughs> Easy. Eh, just pointing it out. Uh, his daughter has received a letter of intent from Texas Tech University uh, to basically go play soccer in the 2030s when she's of age to do so. And she received that letter RV when she was just two days old. There's a cool Texas connection in the family. So Patty Mahomes was born in Texas. His wife went to University of Texas. Okay. And now Texas Tech, sorry, uh, has sent that letter of intent to little Sterling Sky Mahomes, basically giving her the invite to play soccer when she's old enough to go to college. Basically because she's got the Mahomes blood. Yeah. In all likelihood, she will be athletic. That's what. That's basically what they're pinning their hopes on. Like I know it's a nice gesture, but is it like kind of sad at the same time? Like this baby's just like days out of the womb, and like Texas Tech University's like, all right, we're going to be the first ones to cash in on this. Oh yeah, just like salivating over the whole thing, right? It's kind of sick because most of the time, this this type of thing doesn't pan out. Where the kids, where the offspring of the superstar athlete, like I'd be curious. Uh, you know, amounts to pretty much nothing in the professional world. And that's not a knock on them because to be a professional athlete is an extremely daunting task. Did you notice not a single time in that Michael Jordan documentary that was on, what was that, like a year ago now? That was yeah, it was about a year ago. ago. Not a single time did he ever mention his son Marcus? He didn't? Not a single time. His son Marcus was in Space Jam, though. It was great to see that Michael's priorities are straight with his family. Yeah, but he's not win- winning uh, six titles with the Bulls, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Prime time with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1.